Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. Yes, Andy, this is me holding my phone up to the producer's phone to bring you uh, the links for the H&J Daily Podcast. Andy was with us today, be with us on Monday again. Um, highlights today included our man in Japan, Alan Gibson, who said some very worrying stuff about the Olympics, Andy, didn't he? Uh, he did, and uh, it was very interesting stuff, well worth listening to. Uh, Martin Kellner, of course, he was on good form, even though I interrupted him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Mike Ward as well. Yeah, Mike Ward was very good. We had a chat about various things, so uh, here it all is. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And you must be happy. Spurs are in the final since I last spoke to you. That's oh, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, it's up against a fairly rampant Manchester City, but we, we go in confidence. We go, who knows? Yes, I mean, met- I was making the point to Bill Burrows, the City fan. He said, oh, it would be you lot again because we got a bit of cup final previous with them. But having said yeah. that, who knows what could be the situation? Key players could be injured. We may have a virus issues. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's April. It's a long way off. So... We have got no it idea. It's not being played at the no, weekend, no. is it? But you match up pretty well with them. I noticed yeah. watching the game that uh, Ivan Tony is one of those players that always has to be called by his full name because he's got two first names. Yeah. <laughs> so the commentator never says Tony, just says Ivan Tony every single time I notice that. A bit like Simon Davis with Ian Gwynne Hughes. And also Ben Mee. People, all yeah. the commentators have realised saying a great <laughs> header by me. It's just yeah, showing exactly. off, so you do have to say <laughs> Ben Me every time, don't you? It's very true. Now, I noticed that uh, Versace, the uh, fashion company, not the plumbers, yeah. are selling, this is according to the Daily Star, Tyson Fury-style boxing gloves at yeah. a knockdown price. You think, what? what's the, what's the difference between a Tyson? It's that thing where you have to let people know somebody's name, otherwise they won't realise what a boxing glove is. It's got to be Tyson Fury-style boxing gloves. I think they're the same as anybody else's, aren't they? And clever, knockdown so. price. We did actually speak to uh, Joey, the <laughs> yeah, fashion writer, about this the other day. I mean, you can buy a matching <laughs> Versace robe, but they're down, Andy. You should buy a pair, because you like a bit of boxing. They're down from three grand to 2,100 <laughs> quid, so you should definitely buy yourself a pair. A real bargain. And uh, I think that uh, 
Stuart Bingham uh, was doing well. He got a career maximum against uh, Thailand's Unno. And, of course, his parents were very big fans of Frankie Howard. They were. They remember. This one for the kids. As you'll discover a little bit later on in the clips of the week, uh, we shouldn't take for granted that some of the listeners uh, uh, get these oh, yeah. references. We've got a corking clip uh, for you a little bit later on. Uh, so, as we said, a bumper crop today. I don't know if you've seen that uh, Brian May from Queen has launched yeah. his own perfume. Um, yeah. It's, it's nice. It's, it's uh, badger-scented. I mean, I've not smelt a badger, <laughs> but I doubt if it's that. I, wouldn't, you wouldn't wanna, I mean, very few people go into a club with a badger un, under their arm as some pulling aid, do they, really? So uh, I don't know what it smells like. It's better but, than skunk, I suppose, but there you yeah, go. I suppose. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew situation, as Glenn would call it. But apparently, it's, gonna, no, it's, it's yeah. a nice thing. It's going to raise money. Uh, to protect wildlife, and it smells of sandalwood and badger. And you're not telling me someone at the BBC <laughs> on the afternoons department didn't write that in the margin. Detective <laughs> series, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sandalwood Sandal and badger. So if we, That's a good maybe name. we can build that this afternoon. If we can put this together, we'll all we'll all make a few quid out of it. Talk sport listeners. Who let's cast it. Who's going to be in sandalwood and badger? I mean, they have to be kind of mismatched, don't they? They have to be. They have to have a little bit of a gimmick. There has to be something about them. What is it? Is, is it man and woman or Tom Tom Davis and Giles Brandreth? That's it. Tom. I can't see Tom Davis doing the day. That's 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 actually. I quite like that. We'll put that. We'll put that to their people. But I. I, th I think it's a man and woman situation. You want to kind of will oh, yeah. they, you know, you want That's that, true, that will yeah. they, won't they thing. So, yeah. Um, well, anyway, we'll give that some thought. Well, we'll give it some thought. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll, give it no thought. we'll give it absolutely no thought. But it's Sandalwood and Badger, and it's on BBC this afternoon at 2.30 in the final. Gemma Brown Collins slot. and Hugh Fernley with Wittenstall. <laughs> I love the casting, Andy. I think it's a winner. And who's, what's she, what is it, what are the names? Is it Cliff Sandalwood? Who's called Cliff these days? No one really. No. My neighbour's called Cliff, actually. But you need a bit of alliteration, old. sort of. Um, you, what, Brenda Badger. I forget it. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry for wasting your time at the BBC with this one. Really. So you uh, see, Kim, Kim Kardashian and oh, yeah. uh, Kanye West spent. They'd be a, a bit expensive for Sandalwood and Badger, I think. <laughs> for days, we might be able to get them eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, but not, not daytime. Uh, they spent a million dollars on each other's Christmas gifts. Yeah. I thought they'd just split up. It's a really odd thing. The rapper, 43, is said to have given his wife five new Maybach <laughs> SUVs. Not Teddy Maybach, is it? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea player, probably not. Yeah, worth 150. Why five? I couldn't work that out, really. Wouldn't one be well, enough? What does she drive at the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, it's a good point. So there you go. Uh, is got it, more, but I'll save it for later. Well, you don't have to. I mean, look, you've got, you've oh, got. I know you haven't got your eyes on the clock, but if you've got more, oh, Andy, no, you I've carry got time. on. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a lovely letter in the Sun. I'm not sure if it was today or the other day, but it says uh, Gary Lineker and Ian Wright are right to shame all the footballers who have broken lockdown rules. If they were to get prison sentences and a criminal record, Blimey. maybe it would send a message. To us. A bit, it's probably a bit much, isn't it? It might be. <laughs> it might be just uh, Andy. You mentioned to me. We're, we're going to be talking about this later on. I've not seen the story but I will be doing my research on it before we speak to our guest but um, cycling shorts uh, the, the latest technology in the world of cycling shorts you're gonna, we're going to be yeah. finding out about where did this come from 
They come from the Times today. It's a, a guy at uh, University of uh, Southampton. Mm. He's a PhD student. And he's invented these cycling shorts that pass little electronic pulse currents oh. into your thighs. Aye, aye. And, like, get you, get you going. Sounds apparently. a bit... Like, might do me some good. That's episode, <laughs> that's, that's when we go late night with Sandalwood and Badger. That's when we post-watershed right. those... We've got the specialist cycling shorts on. We should yeah. buy a Martin Kellner a pair. You can wear them all night. Yeah, the I think it, it, they could do him wonders. <laughs> they could do him wonders, those little pulses. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Brian May, the Queen guitarist, who has launched his own uh, range of uh, perfume, and it's badger-scented. Yeah, yeah. It's sandalwood and badger. And we thought we maybe had the makings with Sandalwood and Badger of a daytime detective series. And uh, you've been uh, coming up. Bill Bailey's got to be Badger, says Paul in Liverpool. I'm not sure who his Sandalwood squeeze would be. He's still working on that one. Um, it's Sarah Sandalwood and Charlie Badger, Keely Hawes and Lenny Henry, says Sean Brown. He's really got into it. He's a wise-cracking detective with a chaotic but happy home life. She's a tough-talking single woman with a drink problem. But together they get the job done. Well done, Sean. Sandalwood yeah, and Badger taking shape. Why doesn't, David says, uh, David Butler, why doesn't Brian May play Badger? Well, he could do it. He might be a bit expensive for daytime yeah. telly. Think of the budget we've got, which, of course, is non-existent and imaginary. But uh, keep it coming. We are putting together... Uh, the brand new daytime to, to rival uh, Father Brown. It is uh, Sandalwood and Badger. Talksport.com. Text 81089. Tweet TSH and J. Rather more serious news. Everybody in Tokyo said, oh, yeah, everything's fine. We're going to be the Olympics. It's going ahead. Not a problem. But um, the Prime Minister did take the airways yesterday saying there is a sense of crisis in the country and he announced emergency COVID-19 plans have had a spike in the virus. And Dick Pound, the former head of the IOC, says um, he's worried. Uh, are they worried on the ground over in Japan? Uh, let's find out now from a man we often turn to on football, but he can turn his hand to anything, I'm sure. Uh, Alan Gibson, good afternoon, Alan. Uh, Detective Badger speaking. Oh, good man. Oh, you're putting yourself, you're throwing your hat into the <laughs> oh, ring. You'd have to come well back done, to England. Alan. You could be, you could be, um, yeah, with the Japanese end. We'll have one episode uh, based in Japan. But um, on a more serious note... Um, are there concerns there? Because you say the official word we're getting back from the organisers is that everything will be fine by July. But here, Dick Pound say that, uh, a man who, who knows his stuff, of course, is a touch concerning. And, and, you know, we've had this spike in the virus in the country. You can tell us what it's like on the ground there. Well, it's, uh, it's getting quite... Um, well, nothing compared to certain places, including England, of course. But um, I think the, uh, the main concern we have here is that... Uh, is, is saving face in the typical Japanese fashion. Um, and uh, most people I've spoken to seem to think that the uh, it's easier to say the Olympics will be on, will be on, and then cancel it just, you know, in a few few weeks, as opposed to saying it's off and then having to restart it again when they realise they can do it. So um, It would be a... I don't know. Sorry, Alan. <laughs> Go ahead. I so, think we've got a... Yeah. Um, we got a three-way delay. This is going to be a joy. But uh, Andy, Andy, you, you, Andy, you do your thing. What were you going to say to Alan? Uh, yes, I've completely gone out of my <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? He's now forgotten. He's so into yeah, sandalwood so... and badger. He's trying to think of episode four, where we go with the second series. Uh, yes. So um, you say it is a bit worrying there. You, it's not as bad as it is in the UK. But what is the nature of this spike? I mean, when did this sort of start to happen? This increase, this sort of surge in the virus. Well, it's been pretty steady since, well, way back in March or so when 
basically we're a, we're a nation of people who wear masks at the slightest therefore we don't shake hands we don't hug and kiss you know so it, we've been a bit blasé because it hasn't been passed on at all and we've we've been literally i don't know uh, you know 100,000 or so cases in the whole 9 months or so up until about november uh, the cold weather set in also the japanese government decided they were going to have this thing called go to which uh, they actually promoted and gave discounts to people to go and use restaurants and travel to day spas and whatever else. And this has not helped at all, of course. Now now the cold weather's come in, and literally in the last um, four or five days, we've seen a, a huge spike. And uh, for, for Japan, for us, I think it's uh, 7,000 new cases uh, today wow. uh, all over Japan, which, of mm, course, doesn't yeah. sound a, a lot compared to some. But um, stop rubbing us, it in. You know, it's, we get the idea. It's, <laughs> I, I know. I mean, it, you know, we, we we've got a bit blasé. You know, life has literally been almost normal. Mm. Um, I've just been to the supermarket, you know, with my wife. Everybody's wearing a mask. Uh, came out of the car, said hello to the neighbours. They're wearing masks, of course. Um, but um, the fact is that. You know, we're still wearing masks, but now it's 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 getting high. And then New Year's Eve, everybody celebrated almost as normal. It was, you know, there's a, there's a few selfish people around that are uh, just basically not being uh, as good as they should be. And now it's um it's becoming I say it's becoming a bit of a worry. And they've realised, and of course in Japan, Japanese fashion again, the uh, the governments where they're getting it the worst uh, in Tokyo and uh, Hokkaido up, up north of the uh, said we strongly advise people to stay home and you know you know that, that's that's as close to lockdown as we're getting at the moment right. asking people if, nicely to stay in yes if people fly into japan at the moment do they have to quarantine uh, well, they can't. Uh, literally, I think it was from yesterday or, or even today. Uh, the country has been closed down to foreigners. Um, and even I think some people with visas, um, they've basically, uh, I think in the last at least four or five months, people have been asked to quarantine. But literally, it's again asked to quarantine. Um, they arrive, uh, they're not allowed to use public transport, so they have to be picked up. So that's a bit of a a problem for some people who live five hours from an airport, but you know that's you know it's, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, but people are just being left to to do as they're told and uh, stay home. And I know people who've arrived back in the country, and you know they're wearing the masks and they're being careful, but they're not in quarantine. Whereas a friend of mine who just moved from Hong Kong to Thailand hmm. uh, was basically 14 days in quarantine in a hotel, watched carefully at his own expense. Um, you know, and they're, they're doing it right there. But uh, in Japan, they're, they're very, very lax at the moment, shall we say. But yes, quarantine, technically 14 days. And um, now the country's borders are closed to non-essentials or non-returnees. Now, uh, the, the, the Moderna vaccine, which I think Japan will be reliant on, um, ha- we've approved it today in this country. It's been approved in the States and Canada and different parts of the world. There's different rules around approving vaccines in Japan. Uh, the clinical trials have to take place for a much longer period. So they're saying it's likely to be May before That's the right. vaccination oh, goes to the people really? in Japan. So you could send all the athletes you like in July uh, who have been vaccinated at home, but they obviously need to be tested when they arrived. But then what happens? I mean, all the games makers, all the organisers, everybody involved, it's not giving you a great deal of time to, to turn that around, is it? Exactly. I think I think they're they're ready uh, to to do the vaccine, but as you say, the the restrictions are quite ridiculous, and the the local Japanese 
the biggest pharmaceutical th- company, I think, whose name I won't mention unless I'm allowed to, uh, said that, yeah, May is the best case scenario. So, um, you know, obviously, as soon as, you know, even if it was June, bang, there you go. There's 20 million people who just had the vaccine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be very tight. And I think it's I mean, I think Japan has ordered or arranged over half a million doses of vaccines but uh, for a 126 million population. But the fact is that they're not going to be able to put it, you know, keep it, give it to people until May or June. or. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting and uh, uh, various people I speak to even my, even my wife said you know you go on a hospital in Jacobs tell them it's got no chance really yeah I mean as you said you know the, the word official word we're reading today I'm just looking at t- this is of the Telegraph headline Tokyo back to deliver safe games by IOC after state of emergency declared in city and that seems to be feeling is that you know everything's on course yeah it's going to be tight but we're going to be okay but you know I think from what you're saying and what others are saying there's got to be an element of doubt isn't there clearly oh there's definitely some doubt i think as i said it's it's basically and again uh, again people have told me the japanese people who are watching the tv and, and my wife again who's japanese she said basically the easiest thing for them to say is it's on it's on it's on and then cancel it in june uh-huh. as opposed to saying it's off now and then realizing oh we, we might be able to do this after all and then they can't restart it so I think it's a face saver and it's a leave it till the last minute before we cancel it. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Andy, have you got anything from your extensive yes. list of stuff? Oh, my extensive list. I, I was looking at a story about Danielle Lloyd and I was thinking to myself, blimey, because we had our 20th anniversary on Monday, of course. And yes. I think we have been doing this show a long time because I realised that she's, I'm only 37. Do you remember I used to say, I'm only 23. Yes. She's actually 37. That's yeah. how long we've been doing that. It's unbelievable. Tom Daly. Yes. has knitted himself a pair of woolen swimming trunks. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, and, uh, just, I mean, yeah, they <laughs> could come off, couldn't they? I hope he doesn't wear them. It's a real Olympics. alternative to those body suits <laughs> that they said weren't fair, those buoyancy suits. I mean, that would slow you down, wouldn't it, in the water? I don't think he's going to be yeah. selling a range of knitted undercakes, is he? I mean, I imagine they chafe a little bit as well, don't they? It depends what they're made of. No, but with his, when he plunges in from the high board, I'm likely to stay on. Some very strong elastic on them, you would think. That's true. <laughs> now, uh, often if you uh, want something personalised, uh, you send your, your name and everything in, and then the, in this case, Newcastle United, they got a request from uh, Steve Coburn to, uh, yeah. from his wife to, for a lovely mug for Christmas. Nice. When it came in, they don't. what they do, they don't want you to swear, they don't want you to do any sort of rudeness they, you know so mind, yeah. asterisk your name yeah and now Steve uh, Steve Coburn it's spelled C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N when it turned up it was uh, uh, a Newcastle United mug with Steve asterisk 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 <laughs> bird thanks very much he thought it was highly Come amusing on. that's a big difference isn't there someone someone should have checked that they shouldn't have just said oh he's being he's being rude um, poor old Steve I've been trying to track him down today but uh, we haven't so far but uh, yeah, he's, he hasn't got his mug, has he? I mean, I, I, I don't want people to volunteer other names that Newcastle's mug manufacturers might knock back because <laughs> I think we might be in the madhouse at this time of day. But, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a blow to him. And I'm always a fan of uh, Paul Jiggins' excellent match reports and, and work. And uh, he was talking about a story about the fact that Josh Wright might be joining Crawley, might be joining his brother Mark Wright yes. uh, at the club. And he says here, and the Sussex club based near Gatwick Airport hope the Wright brothers will have him flying high. Come on. 
That's very good. Yeah, they will <laughs> well be the right brothers, won't they? I think I don't know if that's gone through yet today. I mean, he probably would have had been registered by midday for that to happen. But the idea of them both playing together in the FA Cup big game as well would have been would have been good. It's a lovely old reference there, though, isn't it? I mean, I like an old reference. That oh, is a very old. old reference. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Nigel will be interested. This Nigel, by the way, that previously, if you break, if you caught a record fish, uh huh. You'd, you'd have to have uh, somebody else verify it. So if I caught it, yeah. you were standing I'd next need to, to be there on the riverbank, take the picture of you holding it for the cover of the Angling Times. Yeah, you kind That's of the one, yeah. Holding it under there, in these times of sort of isolation, self-isolation and, yeah. and sort of distancing, they, they've, uh, I think the, uh, what are they called? They're not the Angling Society. I can't remember who they are now, but the people who decide. Angling Trust, yeah, is it? Angling, Angling Trust. Trust, that's yeah. it. Angling, I should know that, really. I've heard their name enough. And, uh, They've decided that you can, it'll now be valid. If you catch a massive fish and you photograph it, you take a selfie and you can prove that you've weighed it, then that counts as a It's record. quite a difficult skill, that, because if you look at any picture, that people, it's normally two hands under the fish, isn't it? Because, you know, That's they're true, alive really, and they're yeah. wriggling about a bit. So the idea of holding your phone up, in the, I'm doing it now, I'm doing the mime, <laughs> yeah. holding the phone up with one hand, smiling, and holding sort of 10-pound whatever in your hand will not be easy, will it? No. So, no, I mean, imagine, tricky, imagine really. you're just about to take it. You click the old shutter, you drop the fish, and it goes back into the water. And uh, the record's gone. That is the danger, of course. It's true. It's, it is dangerous. Uh, I don't know if you saw this at uh, race meeting yesterday at F- Foss Lass. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they called did off you call the meeting. It f- just... Did you call it for Foss Lass? I think the first F is silent. Is it? Well, I think okay. it's just Foss Lass. I don't think it's f- for Foss Lass. It sounds like you're swearing, oh, for Foss Lass. That's what they said when they called the races off 15 minutes before the start. Like for Foss Lass. Yeah, that's right. So that's what happened. No, they called no, off the racing 15 minutes yeah, before. Yeah, 15 minutes before the first race, yeah, which was inconvenienced to everybody, really. Okay. Um, somebody wrote this one. What is it with Chelsea FC? They go through could more have been managers you, than they right in this. It could have been really, any other team. Frank Lampard is doing a great job. You think, well, not bad. That's <laughs> what I call it, great. You know, it's not great lately, but never mind. Anyway, yeah. we'll see where, how it all ends up. Uh, somebody's That's gone good. for it. Um, Steve uh, Shelley very kindly has put a poster together. He's actually, I think he's obviously got a bit of time on his hands today. <laughs> well, he has, hasn't he? He's done the full poster. Davis and Whitaker are sandalwood and badger. <laughs> he has put uh, Tom Davis. Davis. Yeah. Oh, and right, Jody okay. Whitaker together. <laughs> Tougher than Reagan, prettier than Carter. The chemistry between these two would turn litmus paper purple. Said uh, Gary Bushell in The People. <laughs> Tough, yeah. stylish action, said the TV Times. It's the complete first... He's done the DVD cover for the first series. <laughs> I, I really don't know what there is something out. in... I'll tell you what, TV shows have been made on less than coming it's up with... It's a good with title, Sand, I, I Sand agree with Wooden you. Badger. Yeah. It's, it's a very good title. You'd, yeah, you'd watch it, wouldn't you? You'd watch it once, well. anyway. I have watched a lot of rubbish this week because to keep Sue company at night, I put my phone in front of the TV. Yeah. We watched some of her old favourites. and uh, What have you been Holby, watching? Then, Holby. Things I'd never, wow. She says to me, you don't like this, do you? I went, no, not really, but I'm doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then this week I found something that she really likes. She loves costume drama. So I watched Bridgerton. Have you seen this thing on Netflix? I'm, I know. I've, I've, not, oh, I've not seen it. No, not for you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch this if, for in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind, she's loving it, so I'll sit there and enjoy That's it. With That's very good. And his wife, in case you're wondering, he's at home at the moment. His wife's not too well. She's uh, recovering, which is why he's doing a couple of days a week. And and uh, humouring her with some quite terrible telly by the sound of yeah, it. Yeah, so. that's right. No, she's, not, she's still in the hospital, but she's doing okay, not too Good, bad. that's good to hear. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yes, time then to look at a week of sport on TV with Martin Kelly. Just before we do, though, well done to Esther, who's been in touch, hearing Sean Dyche talk about the idea of players getting vaccines. She says, it's your jab, by the way. Pretty good. <laughs> well done, Esther. That's Top work. That's excellent. <laughs> um, well, it makes sense if you've not heard the show before, but if you have, it yeah. probably will. Martin, good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon to you, boys. Yes, Martin. So, um, you've had a whole sort of break to, to soak up lots of uh, football and sport on Indeed. TV. What have you enjoyed? Well, um, I mean, these are tough times. Oh, well, they are. About that. Yeah, They're I unprecedented, to... I think you'll find. Oh, very much unprecedented. <laughs> I was hoping to join the uh, the many hundreds of uh, West Ham fans offering to drive Sebastian Allaire to the airport. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> sadly, you're not going to be able to. No, I'm sure I wish him all the best. I'm sure he'll be uh, fine in the Dutch League. Doesn't quite fit in with the way David Moyes plays, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah I'll tell you what I enjoyed. Uh, a program called The Lawman uh, mm. on Sky Documentaries. I don't know if you've talked about this already. I suspect you have. Well, we spoke to the we spoke to the director. Do you know what? I've had it sitting there for a, about I've three seen it. weeks, it's and I've not watched yeah, it very yet. Good. It does look fantastic. It's a superb show. Mm. Uh, it, it's a sort of 80th birthday celebration of uh, Dennis Law, who Alex Ferguson quite, you know, is quite clear on uh, is the greatest Scottish player of all time. Yeah. And and the, you know, if you watch the show, you think, well, that's a fair. I mean, there have been some great Scottish players, as we know, uh, uh, but the, you know, it seems fair comment. Uh, and the talking heads, the quality of the talking heads, you've got Kenny Dalgleish, Alex Ferguson, um, Martin Tyler himself, all sorts of people, Jim McCallie all sorts of people um, who were interviewed, Alex Stepney uh, and so on. Um, Rod Stewart, presumably mostly interviewed because he had similar hair to uh, Dennis Law <laughs> for, for quite a while. Well, we've always had this thing, Martin, about Dennis. Dennis has got young hair. That's why he still young looks hair. young. A bit yeah. like, do you think you can see that? It's very young hair he has, isn't it? Still, even now. 
even now, even at the uh, at the age of eighty, and uh, it's a fantastic show. I mean, some brilliant archive. Uh, it's it starts off obviously talking about the Munich crash and uh, Manchester United's project uh, to rebuild. You know, some Matt Busby um, combining the the players that were obviously too young and were coming up with uh, well established players, uh, top talent, uh, including obviously Dennis Law. So it starts with that rebuilding after uh, Munich. Uh, but then it's then you go into uh, Dennis Law's childhood. His father was a trawler uh, guy, um, and uh, they hardly ever saw him and all that. They were very poor, everything. And then he goes to Huddersfield, which is where he started. Mm. And um, they're not um, they're not that complimentary about Huddersfield. But they have some great archive of Huddersfield in the late nineteen fifties. And uh, I'll just quote you the commentary. It says, once you're across this messy viaduct, you're in Huddersfield, in the north of England. It's neither old and charming nor bright and new. I thought, well, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be happy with that. Yeah. For this is a product of the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century. Um, but, it, you know, he just had about a year at uh, Huddersfield. And they, they had some great stuff with one of the players uh, who played with him uh, actually at, uh, at uh, Huddersfield, which mm. was which was great and then obviously went to um i went to city and then to torino uh, and everything and when he was playing his first game for um manchester united yeah. they were saying uh 53 who he is 53000 pounds or 22 guineas an ounce if you like and i thought it's good time we should go back to how yeah. many guineas an ounce how a player many, is a player uh, and, maybe from there on on talk sports if we can talk the management into it we'll only describe players value certainly in transfer window jim white we're gonna, it's gonna be hard to do that with jim isn't it you know we're hearing 45 guineas per hour. yeah it would be it's not gonna happen is it? yeah yeah, yeah. the uh, interesting thing in that documentary martin two things i found very interesting the thing about dennis's eyes he had to have an operation yeah, yeah. he was basically playing with one eye and wow. he still was excellent but of course once he had it done he was brilliant and this myth that this is the main thing isn't it i think about the whole film in a way it's always said that his back heel sent uh united down his back yeah, heel but, it but that's it. not actually true is it martin well, you, you say it's not true. I mean, you, I, I think I think it is true that that it was that back heel because they won one, City won one nil, didn't they? That match, and uh, wasn't United, other results though. He, Dennis is well, keen to say it wasn't him. Yeah, he's keen to say that, but yeah, well, I suppose it was. Other, I mean, it's always other results, isn't it, to some extent? But I think United did need to win and hope other results went their way. That that was the way they put it in the program. Uh, was that me, Donging? It was. was I think it was Martin. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. How bizarre. I don't oh, it was us. Is. Apparently, no, it was us. It was, ah, I don't good. Know why it was good. us? But sorry, I've Martin, had... you're off the hook. Yes, thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Uh, I think was it another the, yeah. offer of another offer of marriage from the Ukraine was it coming in? You were hoping, I'm sure. <laughs> Do you know, I'm thinking of taking one of these offers from these days. It's uh, yeah, but it, it, I tell you what, um, what I found particularly interesting about this is the fact that that Ian Ewer of Arsenal, who we had this amazing bust up with when they were both banned mm. for uh, oh, yeah. for six weeks, um, later obviously joined United. Oh, yeah. um, and it was a great quote from Ian Ure, he said uh, Dennis would have kicked his own granny if he could and you never th you never saw him as a player would kick his own granny but uh, I, I went to an name. FA tribute do it was a football I was a football writer I was on an FA tribute do with Dennis Law once like a sort of black tie do and it was a good night but he did a little speech he was very good he was really funny had a mm. real sort of dry sense of humour and was and was really good up there 
Yeah, come say we're on the programme, to yeah. be honest. You know, yeah, really, still really got a good. twinkle. We, yeah. we had him on the show and his autobiography came out and he was brilliant. And I said, mm. I'd read, because uh, the book was brilliant, the story's brilliant, and I got really into the That's book. And I said, story. I really enjoyed the book, Dennis. I read it. And he said, oh, I, he didn't believe me for a second. <laughs> but there was this story in there uh, that he played in a rest of the world game. He played in a FIFA rest of the world game against England. And he'd, he'd, sw- he'd lost the shirt. He never got the shirt. And the good people at Toffs, they used to do that shirt. So, But they only have one left. It happened to be extra large. So yeah. uh, we got it for Dennis, and I did point out that we've we've replaced it with a replica, and you'll grow into it. But I mean, it was it was it, it was um, but yeah, we we came through for him. But yeah, he's yeah. a fascinating guy. Well, sure, very very important to uh, Dennis Law because if you were a kid playing football around Manchester, the number of kids who held the cuffs of their shirt, oh, yeah. the long sleeve cuffs, because that's what he did, yeah. as well as the you know the one arm salute, all sorts yeah. of. Uh, yeah. You know, he was an iconic figure. So no it's it's available on Sky Documentaries, and I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm definitely going to watch it this weekend. Oh, you should watch it. Yeah, it's it really, good. really good. So, yeah. what else have you? I think weird and wonderful from what I see from your Twitter feed. Yeah, I watch Kite Masters on uh, <laughs> BT Sport. Well, you know how I like to see young people enjoying themselves? Yeah, of course. And that's, <laughs> yes. What, yes, that's what Kite Masters is all about. It starts off by saying, uh, on today's programme, we look at two items that grabbed our attention during the 2020 Formula Kite Mixed Relay European Championships. Right. And that's two items more than uh, grabbed me. But... It was um, yeah, it was interesting because it's a, it's an amazing sport actually. Yeah. They have these crescent-shaped kites, and mm. underneath there's a surfboard, um, and it's one. And it, it's uh, it takes place in a variety of attractive uh, locations. Not um, Huddersfield. Not Huddersfield, interestingly Well, for some unknown reason, they decided to go to Lake Tronzi in Austria right. rather than uh, Huddersfield. Right, okay. um, but for, the, for what they call this most exciting, fast, extreme and stylish sport... It's, which it's do, stunt kites, and I'm not going to say that too often because it's, it's yes, going over Niagara Falls in a barrel from a radio point of view. So, <laughs> yes. But it, that's what it is. It's that kind of thing, isn't it? It is. It's a sort of like a crescent-shaped kite, and there's a surfboard underneath. And um, the wind, t- you go up to 35 knots. Mm. I'm never sure exactly what a knot is. Is that okay. fast? Anyway, 35 knots an hour. Stick to guineas, Martin. Um, <laughs> yes, I about right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I finally right. got to the end of the Sterling Moss documentary. Hang on, we haven't finished with this yet. you just got your well, own yeah, agenda. Well, it's you? all right. <laughs> it's great, Andy. Oh. Andy just treads oh. over your five-minute well, bit right. on the world of stunt No, no it's all right. I, I, quite, I want to hear about this. Go on, Andy. <laughs> No, 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 let's do stunt kites. Oh, no, it's always too late <laughs> really now. To stunt, we've, we've run out of steam. What did you want to tell us about <laughs> Sterling Moss, Andy, as you've got your own agenda? Just, <laughs> just <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was a brilliant documentary. Yeah. What a fascinating bloke. Yeah. How he lived for so long after that terrible accident is unbelievable. But the thing that fascinated me, and it's a bit like you used to see referees wearing blazers and um, glasses. Mike Hawthorne used to race, his main rival, used to race in a bow tie. Can you imagine that? Where? Can you imagine Lewis really? Hamilton wearing a bow tie? I could, actually. He's a bit yes, of a close horse, Lewis. Yeah. I, mean, I could see him in a bow tie. Yeah. I'll tell you just one more thing that I watched, if you've got a God, second. If you've got, it's got to be a real quickie, mine. Very real quick. quickie. The 1998-90... I was watching it last night. I got drawn into it. The match between United and Spurs. Uh, the last match of the season, 1998-1999. Hmm. And what a refreshing change it was to watch pre-VAR... Uh, football. You know, when uh, Beckham scored that equaliser to make it one all, mm. uh, Scholes may possibly have fouled someone in the build-up, but instead of uh, you know, instead of looking back at all that, you could enjoy the 
whole atmosphere of Beckham getting that fantastic equalising goal. It was just, uh, it just struck me. I watched the whole thing, even though it was on about two o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, uh, it probably wouldn't have been for fun. me. Uh, no, I might have been one of those Howard not. Webb specials <laughs> when he kept sawing us off against Manchester United. <laughs> anyway, Martin, uh, you're back overnight, aren't you? Yes, apparently. 1am. Uh, 1am, uh, mm. through till 6. Uh, yeah, prime time in Ho Chi Minh City. That's right. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. So there is an awful lot of football, of course, on TV, on the radio and other sports as well. But uh, just now and again, you like a little bit of break from the sport. And uh, to mark that, Mike Ward once again joins us, uh, TV reviewer for the star Brighton and Hove Albion fan. He'll also be keeping an eye on the football. Uh, good afternoon, Mike. Afternoon, guys. How are you feeling about this uh, this game against yeah, Newport, the giant perennial giant killers. Well, Newport have got a decent, you know, decent record, haven't they? And uh, they've 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 performed um, pretty impressively in recent seasons. So I just think I have just I have an uncomfortable feeling. I think that would be the best way to describe yeah. it. But that, that, that's kind of permanent. Are you, are you happy to concentrate yeah. on the league, or do you want a cut? Ru- you want a cut run? I'd rather ignore Mike. the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think give, given the choice, given the choice, I think. Um, uh, I do you know what I have in the clue. I think both there's an argument for both, isn't there? Because mm. I don't I don't think you want to lose anything. You go into every game wanting to win, whatever competition it's very quick, sound like a manager. Fantastic. Sorry, but, sorry, yeah. Well funnily enough, I just had a call this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. yeah. <laughs> now the big T V event really this weekend is the first episode of that uh, Mine and Andy's new uh, detective series, Sandalwood and Badger. Right. Um <laughs> and um we've been doing a little bit of casting with the listeners. Uh, uh-huh. it's it's a new scent that um yeah. the Queen legend. And Brian May has launched today a badger-scented perfume, and it's sandalwood and badger. And as soon as I heard what it was, I thought, wouldn't that be a good daytime? If I take Father Brown off for a couple of yes, weeks, yeah. and then stick on sandalwood and badger, yeah, in between Shakespeare and Hathaway, that other one, as yeah, because well. yeah. John in Brighton, uh, your neck of the woods, he yeah. says Timothy Spall as hardened, no-nonsense detective Frank Sandalwood, and Neil Morrissey <laughs> as his trusty psychic Jack Badger in a hard-hitting police drama set in a fictional West Midlands town. There was a time when this would, would you just laugh this off as. Completely implausible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be on. Don't worry. Yeah. It will. We'll get it made. Leave it with us. Anyway, anyway Mike, um, a couple of things back tonight that yeah. uh, people very much enjoy. It's, it's, it's quite Lee Mac heavy, isn't it's, it? It's a, it's a yeah. Lee Mac themed night because yeah. uh, we've got a new series of Would I Lie to You um, at nine o'clock on BBC One. Straight after that, there's a new series of Not Going Out. I mean, I, you know, I'm a huge, huge Lee Mac fan, so that's that's great news for me. I think Would I Lie to You. Uh, you know, panel games have gone a bit out of favour, haven't they? But that's the one that still, uh, you know, I, I, people don't seem to have a bad word to say about it. It's just it's just consistently funny, and yeah, great to. And it's one of those programs you get towards the end, you think, oh, is that the end already? I, I'm gonna have to go on to Dave and find a repeat from five years ago to sort of, you know, top it top it up. Especially at some. Some people never speak at all on that programme. They're just there as edit points. <laughs> I know a bit about that. But <laughs> fair enough. Really. Um, and then not he, going it's out. It's very interesting because last time we interviewed Lee Mack, I think it was before a couple of series ago, mm. and he was a bit sort of peeved off air because they, I think they told them that it was going to be the normal start time. And then it turned out to be later. So I think now it'll be interesting to see if it's a bit more racy because they'll know it's going out after 9pm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, is it, the attitude towards not going out is weird because this is, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure we've mentioned this before, they, the BBC decided after three series, this mm. is 2009, oh, yeah. to, 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 to axe it. And of course it came back. And then in the last, I think, three series ago, 
they completely, well, I say completely, radically changed the format. So they, they fast-forwarded several years and Lee and Lucy were suddenly married with kids. And so it's kind of, it's kind of given it a new lease of life in a way because obviously everything has its has a certain shelf life, but yeah. it's kept it, you know, kept it going. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen uh, Beat the Chasers yet. I'm normally sort of spin-off formats of, of successful shows are, are a bit lame, but I actually think it's, oh, it's, it's it. worked very, very well, don't you? It's been excellent. Yeah, I, I, I've only dipped into it this week. I watched the original uh, when the, the first time around. Yeah, it's great. I just think, you know... And Bradley Walsh is another one of these guys who's just everything he he touches turns to gold, really, doesn't mm. it? He's just he's just effortless, and it just takes something that people like. It's a, you know it's a game show that people love in its you know standard format anyway, and it just just ups the ante a bit. And I think it's a it's a it's a good format because there is a weakness in the chase, isn't there? How often have you watched the chase and then the the the, the people going for the money yeah. get. 12 13 and you know Paul Sinner's sitting there or you know you think they've got no they've got no chance so, so the end game doesn't have the jeopardy most of the time whereas no. the, end, the jeopardy in this in the format of it is is there right through it yeah. works very well it's a bit like 2020 cricket sometimes you yeah. know what the end's going to be it's too too soon and it's just going through the motions after a point but yeah mm. in this way yeah, yeah. it's a strange analogy okay. wasn't it so, where did uh, I get that from yeah that's well, it's nice and I liked it thanks, thanks for we bringing it back it. to sport on a non-sporting <laughs> yeah. section um, what else have we got oh uh, the Mars Singer which has been very popular people yeah. really love this don't they yeah and tomorrow Mars, night 7 o'clock seven, night, yeah this is week 3 and we've already had a couple of reveals we've had Sophie Ellis Bexter Seahorse obviously sorry no Alien I beg your pardon Mel B was the seahorse right. you uh, think there's a couple of footballers in well there, I think Grandfather Clock who was on last week huge huge hints about being a footballer you right. know they do a little little session beforehand with a few clues and he, he used the word keeper a couple of times so right. and, and they did sort of suggest it might be David Seaman I thought the voice was a bit too high for David Seaman uh, David James, possibly, or, or, or any number of... A couple of people pieces. have suggested Ian Walker, the old Spurs and England yeah. keeper. Oh, that's... He's yeah, that's still in China. Shanghai, though. I thought he's in Shanghai as well. That's good. Yeah. They, won't, they won't have flown about. And I think the Bush baby could be Tom Carriage. Oh, OK. Who'd have thought oh, we'd okay. have this conversation ever? Yeah, that's well, very true. So, so you can barely I've never actually back seen it, but... Paul. You don't need to. You just ask me who the bush baby is and I'll keep you updated. Uh, that's 7 o'clock ITV uh, tomorrow. 10 o'clock tomorrow on ITV. Uh, Paul Sinner, we just mentioned him, the yeah. Sinner man, of course, from The Chase, has his own little TV show. Yeah, it's a TV quiz. I mean, it's a celebrity TV quiz. So it's, it, it, it's, it's just... Uh, I've just watched a little bit of it. it. It feels a bit like they've sort of come up with the idea and they haven't really thought it through very much. So it's perfectly pleasant. And it's, you know, three celebs on each side. You've got um, um, Rob Beckett, ca- captain in one side. You've got... Um, uh, Faye Ripley on the other side, uh, and a couple of guests each week. And they just asked, but the qu- questions seem a bit like the sort of thing you'd do on a sort of Zoom quiz you cobbled together at the last minute, to, you know, to, to sort of fill the gaps in the conversation <laughs> with your family. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really have any great oomph to it. It's just like... Oh, what well, was... A little bit of fun for the gang in accounts, you mean? Someone who's <laughs> yeah. putting it together. What was Scylla Black's... A real name was one of the questions. Oh, okay. Questions. Well, okay. No, no, well, no, just no. do it in a slightly more inventive way, you know. To, mm. so yeah. Very, very briefly. Yeah. Yes. Because we're a a, um, a treat for Dad's Army fans tomorrow night. Yeah. The very, very, very first episode wow. uh, from July 1968. The very, the very first episode, of Dad's Army, uh, which obviously Arthur Lowe playing uh, George Mannering, who of yeah. course was a bank manager, and deti- this is the episode where he actually first decides to form. Uh, home in, in black and white, I guess. In black and white. He yeah. formed it in black and white. Oh, wow. yeah, absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again on Monday. Andy will be back. We'll be reflecting on the FA Cup. Motti will be with us. Andy Brass, all the regular stuff. Uh, so uh, that's it. Andy, have a great weekend.
Yeah, you too, Paul. Thanks very much. There we are. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.